In today's environment, all agencies are doing more with less. Many are leveraging technology to accomplish that goal. But beyond the hype and the pretty user interface, what do buyers really need to know to find the best technology fit? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement that helps small and mid-market companies escape the fully insured marketplace and delivers stability, control, and savings without watering down employees' benefits or increasing their premium share. If you have clients in the educational institution or the engineering vertical, go to our website at CaptivatedHealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're speaking with Erica Kiefer. Erica is Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Agency Block, and we're going to talk about a subject that's on a lot of people's minds, which is what you actually need to know about tech tools that you may be evaluating for your agency. And with that, welcome, Erica. Thanks, David. Tech should make things clearer, less convoluted, easier. Why is that often not the case, despite the great intentions that people go into products with? Well, that's a really good question. I think that, uh, unfortunately, the tech world, as quickly as we've come up and as quickly as technology changes... A lot of companies run at sales and marketing efforts very quickly and don't actually really understand what they're trying to solve. And a lot of times the people purchasing those products don't really understand what they're trying to solve either. So it's extremely important to understand what you're looking to do with a software technology instead of just what everyone else is using and following the crowd. There are a lot of different reasons to purchase technology, and your reasons may not be the same as your neighbors next door or maybe even your competitive business. So just buying whatever they bought and jumping on the bandwagon may not get you the results that you're really needing or looking for. Can you give us an example of of somebody who might be out thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to buy this software because it's great, but they haven't thought through the problem? A concrete example of what kind of problems agencies look to solve? Sure, absolutely. So oftentimes the problems trying to be solved by an agency include efficiencies, better organization, abilities to more rapidly provide stellar customer service and grow their business. A lot of times they're looking for CRM solutions to do sales, and they're not really understanding that those CRM solutions won't answer the problems that they're having on the back end, which has to do with servicing those clients after they bring them on. So then they find themselves in a position where they're spending a lot of money for a CRM tool that does great in their sales process, but doesn't support the servicing or the evaluation of what those 
closed clients are doing to grow their business. So now they're in a position where they may have to adopt another separate software, which is another cost, another training, and quite possibly two different databases of information that are not syncing and providing data for their administrative staff to really do a stellar customer service job. Yeah, we, we see an awful lot of people in the industry who go buy a CRM solution and they're surprised that it won't automate direct marketing campaigns and a variety of other things. So good good advice. With that, though, there's been a, finally a demographic shift starting in our industry. How much has that changed expectations of, of what a piece of software or technology should do? And how much has it changed, more importantly, actual offerings that are out on the street? Yeah, the shift is happening. And it's interesting to me. So I've been in a lot of different industries. I've been in sales and marketing for SaaS products for over 15 years now. And every different industry I've been in claims to be the slowest to adopt. <laughs> so the reality is, is every industry has laggards and every industry has early adopters. The shift that's happening is I see more, it's not that younger people are now in charge in making purchasing decisions. I think it's actually more that older generations are using technology in their daily lives. And it's not so strange to automatically assume in your business that technology solutions will help you solve some of those problems as well. So I think it's a little bit of a misnomer for all this talk that we hear about millennials or younger generations coming in and changing the business. I don't think that's true. I think it's the 50, 60, even 70-somethings that are using technology in their daily lives, and, and it's not odd or hard for them to adopt those in their business. Now, when it comes to how is that shaping technology companies, I think that what there's, there's been a swing in technology development where the belief in the past has been to create something that's affordable and easy to use. You, you turn out this technically efficient product that from a, a technology standpoint may be well organized, but it may not be very empathetic to the user's experience. And then you make, you put it at a price point that's so hard for people to say no to that they just buy and jump into the software. Yet part of that model has been to remove human customer service. So, and you, you can understand that as a business owner, right? If I'm only making $9 a month from someone using the software, I can't pay a wage for someone to sit at a desk and help walk them through things for an hour or whatever it might take. So financially and from a business model, that makes sense. However, what those models do is their churn numbers are enormous because people can only do so much on their own and they get frustrated and then they've only invested $9 a month. So they just drop it and they go look for something else. So it's important to understand the model and what that company is willing to be okay with in regards to your satisfaction level. So I think that what we've what we've seen with what you were asking and that that demographic and that shift that's happening is SaaS companies are coming back around to understanding that they need to be selling their product on a value base and not trying to just get to the lowest 
common denominator when it comes to who's going to win the price war. And that customer service is a huge part of that value. And I have found with agency owners that that is hands down something that they're willing to pay for. So it's important at the final stages to go beyond the product. It's not just look at the pretty interface or figure out kind of how the product operates and can my folks load the data they need to and all those mechanical things. There's a lot that ought to go into the decision-making process that's way over and above the, the product itself. For example, get to know better the people that you're buying a product from and how important is that? Yeah, it's extremely important. And, you know, there's lots of types of SaaS technologies. So if you're if you're looking for something that's a slight enhancement to your business, but doesn't really run your entire back office or or hold important sacred data, then that's a different decision making process. But when when I see people selecting technologies that literally hold their entire business, it's so important to understand that you're not purchasing a software, you are selecting a partner. And I know it may sound, you know, squishy and and cuddly and silly, but it's very, very true. And get a lot of people talking to us about concerns that they have in regards to, you know, what's the background of your company? How long have you been in business? Those are all extremely important questions. And they're all actually very easy to find now. You know, with the internet, you can search and find nearly everything that you would want to know about when a company started, what's their background, how do they, who's building their software, the background of the, the people who built the company, what is their reliability, reviews are all over the place. Those are probably the easiest to find. And then how active are they in other areas of the internet, like social media, do they interact at all? Do they share any valuable tidbits? Are they connected to other people in the industry that that you know are thought leaders and you know you trust and have have their information straight? Those are all extremely important things to know. And again, it's it's because you're selecting a partner. You need to understand that it's that and not just what you're paying for access to a software. And now a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single-source solution for your clients and prospects in the education and engineering verticals. The founders of Captivated Health have 35 years' experience working with healthcare and benefit clients, and over that time, they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems mid-market clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing healthcare costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, These groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace. Until now. Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems and does so with virtually no disruption to employees while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to your education and engineering clients that you advise. To learn more about Captivated Health's solution, Go to our website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on our logo on the Shift Shapers website. You've had some personal experience that's also informed your viewpoint on this. Would you mind sharing that? No, absolutely. 
So where this correlates and ties in, and I, I actually wrote a blog post about it, is responsiveness is extremely important to understand too. So the responsiveness is demonstrated in the sales process. So when you're evaluating a software, and I know some people get might get irritated when they go and they attend a webinar and they get a, a call from whoever put on that webinar immediately after or maybe the next day. And it's a representative from the software company that put on the webinar. And that person's just asking, you know, did you get what you were looking for? Or do you, do you have any questions about our software? You shouldn't get irritated because what that actually tells you is that those people understand how important it is to create a relationship and a good relationship as soon as possible. So my personal experience when I, this was in 2013, I left a SaaS company that I had joined when it was in startup phase, we were acquired, and then that company went public. And when I chose to leave that organization, I was doing it to start my own business. And I didn't have health insurance. So I knew I had to get health insurance for myself and my family of five. So I did a lot of research. And of course, I'm very learned on finding information. And this was when ACA was coming out and I did my research on the marketplace. But, you know, this is a pretty serious thing. And again, I was responsible for a family of five. So I decided that I wanted an expert to help me. And I went and did a Google search and looked for agencies in my area. And I found six that had websites that I deemed as acceptable and had online contact forms. So I filled out those six forms. And I only had two contact me back at all. And only one contacted me back within 24 hours. And that was the organization that I chose to go with. So I did that because I figured if nobody was going to answer my contact form now, then what was going to happen when I called him in need? And I found that I did make an excellent choice because I ended up having to uh, admit my daughter in an emergency situation. And it was pretty extreme and time was of the essence to essentially save her life. And when we got to the hospital, the administrator checking us in went through all my insurance paperwork and said, well, my system's not showing that you have an active policy. And I about lost it. But I picked up my cell phone and called my agent. And she said, hand your cell phone to that administrator and continue on and go take care of your daughter. And everything was handled. And I I just can't even explain how in that situation, that was exactly what I needed. And I would have paid for it happily over and over because it allowed me to focus wholly and solely on my daughter and the doctors and their questions and make the right decisions to save her life. So lesson learned is that if they don't get back to you when you're in buyer mode, once you're in client mode, it's not going to get any better. Correct. In that situation, I mean, think about it. If I would have just either not had an agent, number one, and I would have just gone through the marketplace on my own or any online system, or I'd chosen the wrong agent. I mean, this was, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning, I could have gotten a busy signal. I could have not gotten an agent. I could have gotten straight to the carrier. And I don't know if, you know, any of your listeners have had that experience. I'm sure they have, but that's not going to be a 
rapid problem solving situation there. So I, I just could not have had a better situation. So let's shift gears a little bit in terms of practicality here. When we benefited advisors talk to clients about new modalities, whether they're implementing a well-being program or they're implementing a consumer-directed design, we tell them that owner engagement is critical. How critical is owner engagement both at the decision point, of course, where you might expect it, but more importantly, at the implementation point once a new tool has been purchased? You know, it, it it's absolutely critical. The key to technology is it doesn't matter how good the technology is or how great you feel about it in regards to being the decision maker. If everyone utilizing that technology is not engaged and feeling comfortable with it, it will be a failure. And I think that's something that everyone who is purchasing software needs to understand. You cannot, there is not a software unless it's so basic and it's really doing very little for you, there is not a software that does not require some dedication, learning, understanding, and effort on the user's part or the anyone who's engaging with it to make it a success. And I think that is something that buyers or decision makers need to understand too, that choosing a software just because you invested in it and just rolling it out and expecting everyone else to understand that decision is a failing model. Well, and it's especially tough when you've got sales folks who are used to keeping index cards or scraps of paper or whatever, and you roll in, for example, a CRM, and their answer is, well, I've, I've, I never needed to use that before. And besides which, it takes too much time. Mm-hmm. So is it about selling the benefits? Is it about training? What are the pieces when you're in senior management that you need to discuss with your with your folks and with your team to make that transition? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. The number one thing I would say doesn't even really have anything to do with software. It has to do with change management and it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't even have to involve software. But when you change something for people that impacts their performance in their job, and they've become comfortable with it. It's how they've always done it. It doesn't matter if they've been doing it for a year or if they've been doing it for 20 years. You need to have empathy. You need to listen. You have to listen to what their concerns are. You can't presume to know what those are. I, oftentimes, I have, I've implemented so many softwares in marketing groups and sales groups over the years. I am surprised every single time on what people are concerned about versus what I thought they would be concerned about. So if you don't talk to people ahead of time and have a conversation, it doesn't mean that you're making a group decision. It means that you're listening so that when the decision is made, the implementation is a lot easier because people are on board. One of the things that we chatted about earlier was that technology informs brand integrity. And I don't think that's a combination that most people would put together. What does that mean and how, how does that become real? Well, you need to understand that how someone perceives you is actually a whole lot more important than what you think your brand is. It actually is your brand. So a lot of people believe that your brand is your logo or your colors and your name, but it's not. Your brand is how people feel about you. So when you decide how you're going to implement a website, implement 
mobile technology, implement software to manage your customer communications or your prospecting, or even if you're trying to recruit agents. There is a perception when those people interact with the technologies you've chosen to deploy on who your company is and what your brand is. So let's take, for instance, something I see frequently where an agency says, well, I have a website. And then you visit their website. And the website clearly is something that was built maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And it doesn't change. So there's not updates. There's not interaction with the website. It's more of a billboard than a means for communication or communicating the brand. That has a message because website technology has changed so much in the last 10 years. I don't even, you know, you can't even equate it. It's like a thousand years of evolution that happened in the blink of an eye. So the understanding of how to utilize your technologies to display your brand. And again, that does have to do with the even internal tools that you use, um, particularly if you're trying to recruit agents or, you know, agencies, if you're a, a GA or an MGA, it does communicate your brand. It tells people how up to date you are on what's going on. And, and that then from a client standpoint equates to, do they really understand this fast paced changing that's happening in American healthcare and healthcare coverage? Those things all tie together and it's all a thing that happens in the brain and it's not something that you can see. It's just a natural progression of someone's perception and their impression of your business. Well, so it's it's a wild world where we need to think well beyond the user interface. I feel as though we've just scratched the surface and unfortunately our time is at an end. I, I hope you'll come back and we can talk more about this very important subject. Erica Kiefer, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Agency Block. Erica, thank you so much. Thank you, David. The Shift Shapers Podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved. Thank you.